Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Adam Vesquez. Adam, you are the founder and CEO of Merit. You are found on the web at madewithmerit.com. And uh, also, you're a well-known public speaker. And you're known as kind of a, a market innovator. And uh, kind of your keynote subject is all about market invention, which we're going to kind of uh, figure out what that means. Adam, I'll let you define that. Sure. Sure. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. And, and, you know, I think the best way of thinking about it is, you know, what a market is, a market's a group of people coming together to solve pain based on shared beliefs, right? I think that's the basics of what a market really is, community. And all we do really is just create a market around a pain that maybe somebody's already addressing and, and with a new belief system or a new approach or a new, you know, new product or service. Or, or something that isn't being addressed completely new. And, and it's just overcoming that fragmentation, organizing people, community, and bringing a group of basically stakeholders to come together. And it creates a big market. You know, Patagonia is a market inventor, uh, you know, as a good example for your audience. Uh, I would say Apple is a good market inventor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Samsung is not a market inventor. Uh, and, and that's why, you know, they just sell products where yeah. Apple, even if their product is behind Samsung and the features and benefits wars, people still won't switch because yeah. they believe in that belief system. And that's kind of a good example of like a market. That's the difference of a product company versus a market inventor. And, and we facilitate that and we do it for ourselves. We, we have our own markets that we're building ourselves. Yeah. How is... Um you know, how is Merit itself a, a market leader and a market innovator? Yeah. So, so we're, we're leading the new charge of what conscious, the conscious economy comes in sales and marketing industry, right? You know, everything from just, just the way people do things in the traditional marketing and advertising industry is, is legacy and it's old and it, and it, and it actually, it needs to die in many mm. ways. So, so, and what I mean by that, it, it's it's the lead generation techniques, the uh, the FOMO, the fear of missing out tech, the, the tactics, and, and just the fact that if you're not the leader already in an established market, anything you do to promote and advertise, it's called the market followers paradox, actually promotes the leader because you're actually promoting a market because. Just bear with me, Josh. If, if you're finding researching a product for the first time where you have a pain that you need addressed, you're going to go to such websites like Google, you're going to search, and you're going to see a bunch of people advertising on that. Well, if they're not the leader, you're going to do a bunch of research. They may give you a, get you uh, give you more detail and better understanding of what al- alternatives exist. However, you're just promoting a market. So you end up 
by default end up buying from the market leader, whoever you find is the market leader in most cases, right? So, so if you're not the market leader, when you promote an advertiser, you're actually promoting the market leader with along with the market itself. That's why number one stays number one and everybody else kind of stays at that bottom. And there's always a big gap between number one and number two. And so, so if you're trying to become an industry leader, you really have to create your own market. And that's really around your belief systems and a shared belief system around an ecosystem and stakeholders. And, and that's what we do. It, I mean, it's, it's sounds pretty simple, but it is a bit complex and, and you can make it as small as just being a regional business or, you know, just being the best in your region, or you can be a global dominant force that is changing, you know, the world for good. And it, we're just, just, trying to solve, uh, you know, something as simple as, I, I don't know, like uh, trying to uh, you know, uh, uh, vacuum your, you know, vac- vacuum your house. Like Dyson has kind of invented a market with around innovation and such, yeah. right? So they sell a lot of products into that market, but they own a market idea and belief system, right? And that's, it's a difference. You know, a lot of marketers sell products and services. And we don't sell products and services. We sell markets and ideas and belief systems. And and that and what we deliver, we got to have a product and service, and you got to deliver. Because authenticity is critical now more than anything with the transparency of the internet. So yeah. it's a huge shift happening in the the whole marketing advertising industry. So that's what we're doing it. But then we're also doing it for ourselves, right? So. So we actually have businesses and marketplaces, everything from, you know, we have Bitcoin, large Bitcoin mining operations, and we're using that as capital to to create, buy and create additional markets for other market areas for us as well. Mm. So so we don't just consult the clients. We actually do this for ourselves because that's the real value of that intellectual property. Um, I wonder if someone's listening to this conversation and they say, we're innovators, we're innovators, but then you go to their website or you start looking at like what they're communicating and how they present themselves and position themselves. And you're like, I I don't, I don't think you are. I don't think you're communicating. You might be, but I really, I'm not getting that vibe. How can, what's a litmus test? Like, how can we know it's more than just saying we're innovators, right? (laughs) You want to demonstrate that and truly catch people's attention. Um, But, but how can we communicate that a little bit better? Because I think that there are probably, again, a lot of people out there that think they are, but I don't think they're doing a very good job communicating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people are following the leader, right? Most most of them are me too's and, and, and not just in two ways. Like, okay, so you might just have a me too innovation solution. Like, you know, you're just selling another widget, just a little bit better mousetrap, but it's, you know, a variation of the same leader's mousetrap, so to speak. Um, that's one scenario. And, and, then the other, and, and that might, it might not even be a product. It could be your culture. It could be a business process. It could be, you know, how you do customer service. You know, it doesn't necessarily need to be the product itself. It's just the thinking about looking at a pain through a different lens and then going all in on that and, and finding a market belief around that belief system. So then the other side is, is communication. Like a lot of people will say, oh, I need to say what the leader says because, I won't, you know, I, I can draft off them or they're the leader for a reason. So I need to say what they say, right? That's a pretty common excuse. But I, I think the, the biggest thing for me is 
when they say the, all the same things as the leader, when they're really, you know, you go to their website first off, and you can almost in most industry pull up the top 10 or even the top 30, and you'll get lost in who the leader is, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, right? It, it, it's so true because everybody's like copying each other as a copy of a copy of a copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 then it, and then it's a conversation. It's really clear that they don't have a point of view. I think that's the real perspective. If you do not have a point of view on the future of the industry and it is divergent from everybody else is and it's not divergent from everyone else, then you are just the pack. You know, you're not really innovating. And, and that point of view can be around customer service, how you treat your customers. It can be around your own business processes. It can be the product or service itself. It could be how you communicate too. I mean, a lot of times people are, are early adopters in, you know, tech, you know, such as Twitter and people that you know. You look at uh, you look at Gary V. Like Gary Vaynerchuk did not innovate wine, right? He right. he was the first one to be on YouTube talking about it with you know wine guy and everything else, and and that's great. That is innovation. He did it through communication and through social media, right? He was an early adopter of social media. So innovation is is a kind of a catch all phrase, and and it, but I think the key is that all innovators look at the problem, same problem everybody else does through a different lens. And then they craft their point of view and they're real clear on what their point of view and their vision for it is. And, and they get other people around them because here's the other part. You can be an innovator and not go anywhere. Right. Because like Nikolai Tesla was totally an innovator. There's no question. Right. I mean, there's some of our technologies we're using today are from what he developed. Thomas Edison was definitely an innovator too, but he was a market inventor. Yeah, General Electric is a big company, right? And that's the key difference because you can be an innovator and not a market inventor because you don't understand how to engage in in it, you know, the community and the stakeholders to get more buy-in and get other people to yes. be invested in your vision, right? Thomas Edison was able to do that through GE. Nikolai Tesla was not. I hope that kind of gives a good distinction between the two, and I, you yeah, know, it's important. Yeah. And I wonder too, it's like, you know, and and I empathize with someone who finds themselves in this position where they're their own best kept secret. They're they're actually genius at what they do and they're truly breaking new ground, but you, you can't be that starving artist. It, It is just going to require, in my opinion, it's like the more folks that you can enroll into your envision, that's where impact truly makes. I mean, if you just, you know, if you've changed the world, but it never leaves your garage, you know, in terms right. of like impact, then it's like the tree falling in the woods. Did it make yeah. a sound? I don't know. Um, but, you know, again, yeah. it's like now, like, you know, leave the, char- you know, so it's like, you know, it, you know, find that unique point of view. Now lead the charge and yeah. let's inspire everyone and make the world a better place uh, yeah. by getting out there uh, and and truly being the CEO that you need to be. Um, and then you find yourself, which kind of my follow up question here is, you know, in, in you know, in, 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 I think a lot of people might be familiar with the term blue ocean. And, sure. and how is what you're talking about uh, maybe similar or a little bit different than, you know, kind yeah. of this? Blue ocean concept. Yeah, yeah. Blue ocean is, is great, but blue ocean is about recognizing an opportunity. 
um, where market invention is about not only recognizing an opportunity, I, you know, I believe in a, in, a, in a better way because Blue Ocean is great, by the way, and I, I recommend everyone read it and understand it. But, but the key is that was done from an academic point of view where market invention was built from the inside of companies that actually invented markets, if that makes any sense. So it's like reading how to do a Kaizen from a book from people that have never done Kaizen, or are you going to learn Kaizen from Toyota? You know what I mean? So there's a there's a difference there, but that's where Blue Ocean just stops. So it stops at the identif- the opportunity identification where market invention is more holistic, where it's actually engaging a market around this opportunity and overcoming that fragmentation that you, st- you said. You know, that fragmentation, there's people out there that share this belief. And if you don't want to be the best kept secret, right? Mm. You want to get out there, but that is a skill set that market invention uh, embraces, where such blue ocean stops at the opportunity identification, and where and and it's like, okay, you have your idea. Here's a here's a market. Here is its total addressable uh, market size, its revenue potential, all of that. This is where everybody is, but it doesn't address anything as far as the belief systems required. Or the fact that um, that you need to engage and get other people to buy in, and also become evangelists of your your own your market as well, because it's about bringing a community together. Blue Ocean identifies a a, cat, a product category or a service category. It does not identify a market, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and, and it doesn't enable it, and that that was. You know, that's a key learning that I had is being a chief marketing officer for Fortune 100 companies that mm. were we were successfully able to invent markets, and and you know it's 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 not a category. A market's not a category. It's a group of people that have shared belief systems. It's it's just less specific than that. And we're trying to we know the secret sauce. So you know, um, we you know we help people and and help people, but also just do it for ourselves because we know it works. And it's just about bringing groups of people together around a shared opportunity. And that's that fragmentation you you discussed because every new market is fragmented, right? And so you got to recruit people together to come together, to solve it together. And it requires collaboration. And and that's why it's also important that this is based on a a conscious-led economy because not a... Blue Ocean is based on a shareholder-based economy. Mm -hmm. And this is that's the legacy capitalism. And now we're moving into a, a, I'd say a more conscious capitalism model where, where scarcity mindset has no place in a conscious capitalism uh, point of view. And and what I mean by that is, you know, scarcity based decisions have no, have no place in, in the new economy. And, and by meaning is your competition in your market is not a competitor. They're a collaborator to help build it and grow it with you. They may have variations of the, how they, they think they can solve the pain, but even if they, but then they might not be in your market because again, a market is a shared belief and a, most competitors don't share your belief. They have a different belief and that's okay because that that's their market, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. So yeah. you don't want their customers because their customers will never understand and they don't buy from you. So why, why worry about that? And why try to sabotage them? It's a waste of energy. Why don't you just all help each other? Cause we're all going to solve it in, in different ways. And that's good. That's okay. 
So, so got to come from an abundance mindset perspective. Yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. So you work with some pretty big companies who would be like an ideal fit for you. Uh, your website is made with merit.com. And Adam, your you also have a personal website too. It's Adam T Vasquez.com. Um, you're a keynote speaker. You've done a lot of great thought leadership work um, in the industry. Um, you know, but for, for either of those uh, introductions, um, you know, it's just a, you know, we have a really, really great audience in terms of like, you know, quality of like who's listening to this show, um, yeah. but who should be knocking on your front door? Well, anybody who understands what I just said, what we, where we're talking about, right? Because I find, and I have found that you either get it or you don't get it. And, it, and it's really a depth of experience, right? You know, CEOs that think it's about product marketing and leads and, and how many more sales can I get and, 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 and are not our customers, right? Our market inventors are those who first want to solve big, big problems. They have something, a unique point of view, and they have patience and are willing to develop it over time. Because we're not talking about a sort of quick fix type of transactional type of thing. We're talking about building a sustainable market of really an ecosystem that that, uh, shares in the success for everyone. So, so it doesn't matter if you're small, medium, or large, you just have to start with that point of view and understanding or believing that market invention is the path because it really is anyway who's experienced it or has the depth enough depth of understanding and experience understands the difference, if, if that makes any sense. So, so, so it, so that that's, it's more of a belief system that would make you a good candidate for this versus not, you know, budget, I mean, if you're an established company that is already got an established name, inventing a new market is much easier because you, you have leverage and you have an existing ecosystem already. You know, it, you know, when when you're talking, uh, when you're a small startup, it, it you know, you have to get through the noise and you have a lot more fragmentation to overcome, which just requires more patience and time. It does regardless budget wise, you know, we're not talking hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, that's if you want to accelerate things, but you're still, you still have to invest in it. And, and it's, and it's, and, but you're building a sustainable uh, framework, right? So, so I mean, and it varies per organization and everything else. I'll I'll say this. So it is far cheaper than doing traditional sales and marketing, just throwing gasoline on a fire. And the minute you stop that gasoline, your fire goes out, right? Mm-hmm. So, so this is incremental and it's compounding. Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of trust that's involved, right, in the process. Yeah, and then initially it'll be a, really, I, and and it'll and it may even feel less efficient at the beginning, right. but then you know once you've got like people believe in it, like this matters what right. we're doing here. Um, then you can't stop it. You can't stop it because it's like it goes, it, it, it goes slow and then it goes fast, like instantly. You know, it's it's kind of like you, people that are big into Bitcoin. It's like slow at start and then it's everything mm-hmm. at once, right? It's just compounded and it's all here at once. And, and it, it's always been there, but it's it's that kind of gets to that sort of critical mass or that tipping point. You know, I, I think that's that's a critical thing. And here's the big other big difference where you see it value in other ways is recruiting. Every a lot of people are having a hard time finding people to work for them right now, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason is 
is they have no belief system or point of view worth worth working with. You know, you, if you establish and create a market, a collab, you know, collaborative approach, you know, you'll find that you do not have a problem finding talent. Talent finds you, and it's people that are aligned with your belief systems and their success rate within your organization goes up. And you're not having the same issues that everybody else with is because they're looking at these other companies. Why do I want to work this job making somebody else money? I'm not seeing anything. There's no purpose. You know, that's a generational thing. Also, it addresses from a millennial and even in, in the in the Gen Ys and everything else. You, you've got you've got to have a purpose. And that purpose needs to be bigger than a paycheck. I'm sorry. And so, and what market invention allows you to do is step into your purpose as an individual. If you're just an individual, you should want to do it because now it's your unique voice, right? And, and compound that to a larger group of people. And that's what we're talking about. A group of people that have their sharing a unique voice, a point of view and, and then now the employees want to work for you because they're like, I believe in that. I need to work mm-hmm. for you. I have to work for you. And, and so it changes the whole thing. You're not chasing anything. Things are coming to you at, at a certain point, right? So Adam Vasquez, again, founder, CEO of Merit. You're found on the web at madewithmerit.com. And of course, your personal website as well, adamtvasquez.com. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thank you very much. It's been been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.